Any examples used are for illustrative purposes only and do not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and may not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to predict the performance of any specific investment and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. Welcome to Take Point on Retirement with your host, Eric Arnett. Eric is a fiduciary and licensed financial advisor who always places your needs first. The experienced team at Take Point Wealth Management takes pride in knowing they've helped so many pursue the financial future of their dreams, and they can help you too. And now, let's start the show. Here's Eric Arnett. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to Take Point on Retirement Radio. This is Eric Arnett with Take Point Wealth Management. I'm the host of your show. And of course, we have Mr. Sam Davis with us today, our DJ extraordinaire, just keeping us in line. How are you doing, Mr. Sam? I'm doing well, Eric. So happy to be here on the air in the Sunshine State. We have a special guest on today's show and a lot of important things to talk about. So stick around for Take Point on Retirement. Yeah, just a shout out to our listeners up and down the Gulf Coast from Port de Gordo, Port Charlotte, Sarasota, Tampa, St. Pete, of course, the wonderful Nature Coast. I'm so glad you guys listened to this show, and this show is for you, purely educational, and just wanted to thank, thank the listeners. If there's something on the show today that makes sense to you, or you have a question, you have a concern, please reach out to us. You, there's several ways you can do that. Of course, you can just call us directly at 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Also, if you want to go ahead and get a hold of us just right online, you can go to our website, takepointwealth.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you'll see a button. You just click that. You can get right on my calendar and put some notes in there and just tell me kind of what your concerns are, and I'll get right back with you. And also, you know, these shows are broadcast on any podcast site, whatever podcast site you like to you listen to, Spotify, iTunes, we're out there. Just download Take Point on Retirement for past podcasts. And then, of course, we just, just can't catch all of today's shows. We'll be there for you. Also on YouTube, we'd love for you to go to YouTube channel, watch our YouTube channel and, and like us there as well. So Please don't hesitate to call us with your questions. We love hearing from our listeners. This show is for you. And today we do have a special guest. Uh, occasionally, as our listeners and our retirement warriors know, we bring on what we call an industry expert in different types of industries or different financial disciplines, things that we think are relevant for our retirees today. And and one thing for sure we're going to talk about on today's show, in fact, the title of the show today, folks, is Protect Your Retirement from Inflation, How to Manage Rising Prices and Preserve Your Buying Power. And so it's becoming increasingly challenging today. We're going to get into a lot of the things that you're facing as a retiree and a pre-retiree with, you know, one thing for sure we know is that inflation has been, been crazy. It, it is getting better. Uh, however, oil prices have spiked again. Food costs are still up there. And so for our retirees who are trying to, in a sense, plan for income in their retirement, this is going to be more and more of a challenge as costs increase. So we have Mike Forslund with us today. Uh, he's with Fairway Independent Mortgage Brokers or Lenders. Mike, I don't know if I said that right. I'm going to let you introduce yourself anyways. But we're going to talk today as long as we need to 
about the reverse mortgage and and why this could potentially be a benefit or a potential source of income, a source of funds uh, for you in your retirement. Does not necessarily mean that Take Point on Retirement is endorsing this at all. Please don't uh, you know take this as an ad- endorsement. But we we do like to bring new ideas to the table and give you resources. You can contact us here at Take Point Wealth. Uh, in the in the many ways that you can get a hold of us, either 352-616-0511, or you can go to my website, Take Point Wealth, in the upper right-hand corner, just go ahead and request a chat session or a, a meeting with me, and I'm happy to get you all the information you need on reverse mortgages. So I met Michael, and Michael's been in the industry a long time, and I've been looking for somebody to come on the show and talk about reverse mortgages because I do get a lot of questions about them. Uh, they're one of those things out there that are kind of a mystery to folks. You know, you hear good and bad, pros and cons, and, and um, you know, just like uh, annuities or investments, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there, a lot of noise. And so really what I'd like to get to today is the brass tacks, the nuts and bolts of what the reverse mortgage is, potentially, you know, some of the benefits, some of the pros, some of the cons, uh, you know, and how how the, this could be a potential tool to help our retirees in retirement. You know, one thing that comes to mind, Michael, is, um, you know, the cost of living, the cost of homes have gone up dramatically. But those of us that were in our homes prior to the, you know, prior to the increase, I mean, we've, some of us have seen the values of our homes double. And when people are what you call cash poor, but, but property rich or land rich, you know, they have most of their assets. I see it all the time. I, I, I talk to people all the time and most, you know, a lot of them, their primary asset is their home. And so they have all this equity inside the home. So how is, you know, you know, if, if they don't plan on selling the house and, and they're not going to move and they're going to stay in that home throughout retirement, then, you know, that's kind of equity that's locked up in there. They don't have access to it. And so, you know, this may be a potential idea. I think folks listening today need to to investigate this and look into it and see, you know, does it make sense for you to think about a reverse mortgage? So with that being said, that was a long intro. I'm sorry about that, Michael, but um, so happy you're here with us today. Mike, just tell us a little bit about yourself, how people can get a hold of you. And then, you know, what is it, what, what is the, um, I guess, the ideal person or what, where, where does this work out and maybe not work out? Or, you know, just kind of take it from here and kind of explain to us what the reverse mortgage is and how it may benefit us. Thank you very much for having me, Eric. Um, Michael Forzel with Fairway Independent Mortgage, NMLS number 659608. Um, the reverse product has a, a couple different um, options that are available for folks. Um, like you said, Eric, there were some mis- misperceptions in the industry, but basically, uh, you know, it's it's a way. It basically, really, if you're in your final house, or if you want to purchase your your forever house, because um, you can purchase a home with with a reverse mortgage. We can talk about that a little bit later. But um, there's a lot of different things that folks can do with with it. If, if they have a mortgage that they want to pay off and then not have a mortgage payment, um, they can do that. Um, if they have you know equity in the property and they want to get a lot of credit, they can get a reverse mortgage and have access to that credit. Um, and as you may agree, Eric. It's it's really all about cash flow when you're when you're retired and, and not not outliving um, your money. 
And that reverse mortgage gives you the flexibility of improving your cash flow, whether that be paying off an existing mortgage to not have a mortgage, have access to um, equity in your property through a reverse line of credit, which allows you to draw money maybe when the market's down so you don't get caught in sequence or returns. So there's a lot of, a lot of different options um, available for it, but ultimately it allows you to access the equity in your property without having to make a mortgage payment. You're still responsible for paying the taxes and the insurance and the HOA, but you can access that equity, um, a certain percentage of it based on your age um, and not have to have a mortgage payment. So, you know, if someone's listening to the show right now, I mean, if I'm listening to him, like, okay, that sounds cool. I mean, I've got this home, uh, you know, it's worth $400,000 and I owe, I owe a hundred on it or 200,000 on it. And, and I've got all this equity sitting there, just sitting there that I really can't tap into or utilize. And then also I potentially may have a cash flow problem because I don't have the income or the sufficient, sufficient enough income to pay my mortgage or it's getting just a little tight. You know, I've, I've noticed a lot of my clients and even folks that I'm meeting on a daily basis, prospective new clients, um, a lot of them are now experiencing the challenges of the rising cost to live. You know, I mean, inflation, uh, food, healthcare costs. I mean, retirees, I was reading an article the other day that, you know, retirees on a fixed income are going to be even more impacted by inflation than others because you know, one, you're on a fixed income. It's not like you either have to tap into your investments or you have to tap into something. I was talking to a guy the other day and he said, yeah, I had this big cash kind of, um, you know, balance or cash stash to kind of go to when I needed things. And he said, it's, I've had it for about six years. And then I've noticed like all of a sudden that's almost depleted. Like I'm having to tap into that, which means that people are spending more than they normally normally do. And, uh, so, um, you know, I've heard, you know, one of the things that I have had clients in the past that have done the reverse mortgage and it worked out for them and they seem to be pretty happy with it. But I know like the rules were a little bit different back in the day. It's been a while since I've seen one of these up close. Uh, just give us some more insight into, you know, how do you qualify for one of these? You know, uh, is there some certain parameters that certain people would qualify, certain people wouldn't? And then what are, what are, I mean, you, you clearly outline some of the positives and you can basically, in a sense, for lack of better terms, from what I'm hearing you say with the reverse mortgages, you would no longer have a payment uh, other than you still are responsible for your property tax or insurance homeowners association dues, but the mortgage and interest payment goes away. Um, and then, you know, uh, they also would obviously receive some type of lump sum, I believe, you know, I know it's probably a formula, um, based on the amount of equity that they have in the home or whatever, but, um, give us some more details, like, you know, of who would qualify for this and who might be a good person for it. And maybe somebody that shouldn't even consider this. Well, essentially, one of the, some of the qualifications are um, what we do is FHA insured loans. There are other reverse mortgages, but the ones we do are FHA insured. That's what I would advise to do. Those are for folks that are over 62 years old. Typically, depend on your age and your equity. Um, the older you are, the more um, equity you can tap in, in your home. Um, typically, right now, it's about maybe 40 
between 40 and 45% of your equity, depending on what your age is, uh, that you can borrow. So that's either to pay off a, an existing mortgage. Um, a lot of folks who own their houses free and clear set up a, a line of credit, which allows them to draw money as they as needed. Um, a great feature of the line of credit is it actually grows at the same interest rate that the interest on the loan is. So if you have a $100,000 line of credit right now to reverse mortgage, adjustable rate right now is about 7%. That that line of credit, the unused portion of it is growing at 7% a year, which is, is nice. Um, as you and I had talked in the past in about 2014 or 2015, FHA came in and, and changed a lot of things, put some safeguards in place regarding the reverse mortgage, such as a financial component. Um, it's not as stringent as qualifying for your typical mortgage, Eric, but there are some components in there because again, they just don't want to loan this out and, and put somebody in a bad spot. So you do have to have enough. Um, they, there's a residual income component. So after your taxes and insurance and HOA and the other monthly payments you have on your credit report, you have to have a certain amount of money left after your, your gross subtracted from your gross monthly income um, in order to qualify for this loan. And, and that is really set up because we, again, you don't want to have set somebody up for fail where you're kind of putting a, a bandaid over a, a, a lot larger problem. So um, that's a good thing that there's a financial component there uh, for that. And um, like I said, you have to be 62 years old um, and really there's, very little information I need to get from somebody regarding whether we can get a reverse mortgage from them initially running the numbers in terms of their age, their equity, what their balance is, um, just, just to run some initial numbers. Yeah. So what, what do you, I mean, I've always, I've heard, I'm sure people out there, I mean, I have a lot of people in my office sometimes and we're doing some planning and they're kind of struggling. Um, they haven't quite saved enough for retirement. And, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say to them, well, you've got, you've got this four or $500,000 house that in fact, I have one lady, she's, she's got an $800,000 home. Um, and, and I mean, that's a probably that's more than, well, yeah, it's more than 50% of her total net worth. And with all the rising costs, you know, she's facing, uh, the upkeep of the home and whatnot. It's just, it's getting costly. New roofs are like $20,000. I, I had a quote for a new air conditioner the other day and I had no idea cause I haven't replaced an AC unit on a home for a long time. And it was $10,000. And I was like, are you kidding me? I, I, I remember paying 4,000. It was years ago when I had one done at another home. So, you know, uh, so this one individual, you know, I did, you know, throw out there, Hey, what have you thought of, you know, you plan on what you've told me is you plan on staying in your home. You don't want to go anywhere else. You'd like to basically, you know, pass there and, and, and then pass this home on to your, to your heirs. Uh, you know, you have all this money sitting there. Have you considered the reverse mortgage? Maybe you want to consider that. And most, every time I bring that up, people will just say, Oh no, 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 I would never do that they've heard things, you know, like you can lose your home or, you, you know, you no longer own the homes, you know, the mortgage company owns it. A lot of kind of, um, kind of scary things. You know, let's talk about some of the things that are misunderstood about the reverse mortgage. I think that might be helpful. 
one of the biggest misperceptions is if you do reverse mortgage that you're going to, the bank owns your home or the lender owns your home, which is incorrect. It's, it's no different than a regular mortgage. The only difference is, is that instead of you paying a mortgage payment and paying your mortgage down, on a reverse mortgage, if there's a balance, that balance accrues interest um, over, over time. But when you go to sell the house um, or if you pass and, and your heirs end up with the house, if there's equity in the property and they want to sell it, they would pay the mortgage off <clears throat> no different than there would be any other mortgage. The beauty of a reverse mortgage, though, is that maybe if you live you know, to be quite old, um, maybe there's a pullback in the market. If you end up upside down on that property, it's a non-recourse loan, an FHA which they charge an insurance premium as part of the closing cost on this loan in the beginning, um, that covers that, def that that deficit. So your heirs or your uh, estate are not left holding the bag. So again, um, it's a it's a it's a regular time mortgage in terms it gets paid off or it would be paid off um, when you sold the house or if you had to go into a nursing home. Um, it has to be paid off or refinanced within six months. But if there's equity there, that is you or your heirs' equity. Um, the bank does not, if you were to die and you owe $200,000 and the house is worth four hundred, dollars the bank doesn't get the house and get the $200,000. That would be your money or your heirs' money. Um, another misconception is that, you know, I know a lot of folks think that they or would like to leave the home to their, their children. And I don't know what your experience is with your clients, but um, you know, only one, about 1% 1 of the children actually want the house. Uh, they're just going to turn around and sell it. But the idea is if somebody um, needs that equity in their property to pay for healthcare costs, or like you said, rising costs of everything else, you know, this is a way for them to get that, but then not have a mortgage payment. Um, I would suggest though, if somebody is having trouble making their, just their normal everyday um, keeping up on the cost upkeep of the property, property taxes, insurance, homeowners, uh, HOA dues, things like that, you know, maybe they might want to look to potentially downsize. I know everyone want, sometimes wants to stay in the house that they're in, but if that house is too expensive for them, they, they may want to, you know, kind of maybe look at, to downsize instead of trying to trying to pay the cost of, of, of that, you know, in, the, in this example, maybe $800,000 house with insurance and property taxes may, too, may, may be too much for somebody to afford depending on what their income is. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then one thing that comes to mind, I'm thinking about, okay, what about the guy? Are there, what are the limits of, of this? Like, is there a maximum, a minimum? I'm thinking of the guy like, okay, that lives on the beach and he's got a two or $3 million home. And I actually, actually did talk to a gentleman, uh, not too long ago, he called in off the radio show and he did have a two to $3 million home paid for on the beach. And it wasn't something that they really planned for. You know, they bought this home long time ago for, you know, not nearly that much. And, you know, they lived in this home 30, 40 years. And all of a sudden they're like, holy cow, you know, with the market increases, we're sitting on like this two, you know, two to, th it was between two to $3 million home. And, but really didn't necessarily have the income to support that or nor did he want to they love the home they'd love to stay there but you know upkeep on the beach and taxes and in pinellas county all this kind of stuff was weighing on him as he was you know going to be taking his last paycheck at work and heading into retirement so 
are there like limits, you know, to, to them? Like, is there a maximum amount, minimum amount? The, the maximum is, uh, $1,089,000 is what the FHA's maximum loan amount would be the most. So if even if you had a $4 million house, um, they're going to limit that to a million eighty nine is what they're going to insure up to. So you could pay off either that large of a mortgage or set up that large of a, of a line of credit. Of course, you'd have to have the qualifications in, in place. And, and so, um, you know, and getting back to kind of the, the pros and cons, you know, we, we do usually stress that if someone is going to get this loan, that this is going to be on a house that would be kind of like their, their final house where they, they plan on, on spending the rest of the, you know, their, their life at. At the end of the day, FHA doesn't really doesn't want you to be upside down um, because one that would cost them them money. But the idea is that you they'll loan you um, the amount of money that you're allowed to borrow is based on your value and and your age. So there's kind of actuary tables set up for that. So the idea is that that folks don't you know get to the point where they would be upside down based on that. And that's why the loan to value is limited uh, when you do when you do get the loan. You know, I'm just thinking out loud too. I know there's a lot of folks out there that would be potentially considering this. So, you know, what is it that they need to do? Like, what is the first step? Is there a place to get information to research? I know that, um, your, well, actually, I think we have about five minutes left or so here in the first segment. I'd love for you to, I know there's probably a lot of different lenders out there, uh, that are, you know, offering reverse mortgages, brokers. Uh, there's probably, I mean, I remember back in the day hearing that there was some companies that were less credible than others that were doing these, but this is a government program, right? I mean, it's, it's backed and monitored and was created by the government. And I remember hearing back in the day, like when the markets crashed, I think there was some people on some reverse mortgages back in like 04, 05 when the, and they're like, they were all of a sudden they were upside down. And, um, did they get a margin call or whatever and say, Hey, you know, we're foreclosing on your house. I mean, was that something that was happening back in the day that doesn't happen now? Are there, you know, I think you had mentioned one time before when I was talking to you, there's other lenders other than FHA that people might want to, um, I don't know if they're necessarily, um, bad or good, but is there certain things that people should be looking out for as they're kind of trying to investigate this or start talking to some people? Well, I would advise to do the FHA insured loan because, again, it ensures that um, there is no recourse. That that insurance uh, is that again, if if uh, the market pulls back, um, or you know, you live to your 105 or 110, and in through different circumstances, you end up upside down on that property. That you or your heirs or your estate are not left paying that difference. That's paid by the FHA insurance. So. I'm not very familiar with the other products out there, but I would advise someone to only do the FHA insured loans. I know, like you said, it involves the government, but that insurance is there for a reason. Um, you also get that credit line growth with an FHA insured loan and the other proprietary loans. I don't know if they have that same feature. Uh, again, we don't really do those types of loans. We do the FHA insured loan, and that's what I would advise people to do. Um, my website's there at TallahasseeReverseFairway.com. has a lot of information that's very helpful. But if someone just wants to get some, they can reach out to me, uh, 850-980-4400, just to get some basic information. I mean, again, if I've got somebody's address, their date of birth, 
and the value of their home and their mortgage, we can run some 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 brief numbers. Because again, um, this loan isn't for everybody, Eric, as you talked about, you know, kind of annuities and things like that. It's not a product that's for everybody, but there are some great positives regarding this loan in terms of what it can help people do. And like I said, improve, improve cash flow. At the end of the day, I know a lot of people want to leave their house to their heirs, but most of those heirs don't really want that house. And at the end of the day, if you've got all this trapped equity in your property and you need it to, for medical or other purposes, um, to be able to access it without it affecting your cash flow is very powerful for folks uh, who are retired. And again, this, this loan, um, was un, I'm going to say it had 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 some some negativity or surrounded it back um, you know probably the late 80s when it was, when it was first started and into the early 2000s. Um, one of the big things, not to take too much time, is that if both spouses weren't 62, you had to take the younger spouse off title, and then they weren't able to stay in the house after the the older spouse passed or or uh, moved along to a nursing home, and, and that was a that's kind of where you you may have heard some foreclosures. People talk about that. That was pre two thousand fourteen. Um, that is no longer in place. That spouse is stays on title and could stay in that property even if the older uh, spouse happens to pass or, or uh, go into a, a, a nursing home facility or something along those lines. So that's one of the the things that have changed um, regarding that. But FHA will not foreclose on your house. Um, they would only foreclose if the taxes and insurance aren't kept up, but a regular mortgage company would also foreclose on a regular loan if the taxes and insurance weren't, weren't paid. Believe it or not, we've gotten through the first segment of the show here, we're about 30 minutes into it. We got a break for a, um, we got to take a brief break right here, but I still have a couple more questions. If you would stick with us and then we'll wrap up when we come back. Folks, thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement Radio. We'll be right back. You're listening to Take Point on Retirement. To schedule your free no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com. Do you want a steady stream of income for retirement? Then it's time to consider annuities. I'm Matt McClure with the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. Gone are the days when most employers offered pensions with guaranteed lifetime payouts to their workers. But what if I told you that you can build your own personal pension? It's possible with an annuity. An annuity is a financial product that provides a series of regular payments to an individual over a specified period of time, often for the rest of their life. There are several options for you to consider when choosing an annuity. Be confident in knowing that there is an annuity out there that can meet all of your needs. Ford Stokes is founder and president of Active Wealth Management and author of the book, Annuity 360. There are several different types of annuities, including fixed, variable, and fixed indexed. A fixed annuity offers a specific guaranteed interest rate on their contributions to the account. A fixed index annuity is an accumulation-based product offered by an insurance company. The growth of your fixed index annuity is dependent on the performance of a chosen stock market index, but your money is not actually invested in this index. This offers you great growth potential and exceptional protection for your investment. While each can provide tax-deferred growth and a lifetime income stream, Variable annuities put your principal at risk in the market. If you are currently investing in a variable annuity, your funds could be in serious trouble 
if the market experienced any downturns. With so many possible choices to consider, it's essential you speak to a financial advisor or professional to help you make the best decision for your future. So, are you ready to consider an annuity as part of your retirement plan? It's a key question to consider as you approach what should be your golden years. With the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Matt McClure. Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer. At TakePoint Wealth Management, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, trust Eric Arnett and his team of experts who have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom for more than 20 years. Let us help you protect and grow what you've worked so hard for. Schedule your free, no-obligation consultation now at TakePointWealth.com. Welcome back to Take Point on Retirement. Schedule your free financial consultation now at takepointonretirement.com. So, hey, everybody, welcome back to Take Point on Retirement Radio. Brief break there. Thank you so much for listening today. Once again, I'm Eric Arnett, your wealth advisor here at Take Point on Retirement Radio. We've also got Mr. Sam Davis, and we're still continuing our conversation and our reverse mortgage lender and expert, Mr. Michael Forsland from Fairway Mortgages. And I wanted to ask you a few more questions, but also while we have our listeners' attention, Sam brought up a great, great point in our break as to how people can at least start investigating this and how what, what the next step is. I'd love for you to repeat uh, your contact information, your website, and then also, I know you have a lot of tools on that website. If somebody wants to go to that website and just kind of dabble a little bit and see, you know, if they potentially might be somebody that uh, this is a good idea for. Yes. Uh, my website is TallahasseeReverseFairway.com. Uh, phone number is 850-980-4400. And as you said, Eric, on that website, there is a, a reverse calculator, which again is your birth date your value of your property. And if you have a mortgage balance, it'll give you some options. But I really would recommend if somebody's interested in this, uh, everyone's situation is different. Um, just reaching out to me to discuss uh, your particular situation, because again, um, this loan, you know, isn't for everybody. Um, there's a lot of uh, value in, in this product, um, but I think it's best to, to, uh, to call and, and, and discuss uh, your goals and, and, and what you're looking at doing um, in the future in coordination with, you know, with, with Eric or your financial planner to uh, improve your cash flow, things like that, to uh, really kind of see if, we, if this is something that could, could help you uh, reach those goals. Yeah. When we're doing retirement planning here at Take Point Wealth Management, then by the way, if you're listening today, you know, we're offering that completely complimentary. All it requires is for you to get a hold of us and give us a little bit of your time and we will build out a total retirement plan for you, getting you to and through retirement from A to Z. This plan is an in-depth plan. It's not a complicated one. We share about two or three pages with you. However, uh, we take quite a bit of time to look at all of the potential 
needs, objectives, goals, and obstacles that could potentially be facing you in retirement. We call it the Retirement Freedom Plan. It's free to you if you call today, 352-616-0511, or go to takepointwealth.com. In that upper right-hand corner, you'll see my calendar. You just click right on it, pick your time, jump right on. We'll start our conversation with about a 15 to 20-minute chat. Whether you don't know when to take Social Security, uh, there's multiple ways to take it. Should I defer it? Should I take it now? How is that going to impact me tax-wise? How is it going to impact my Medicare? I have several accounts. Which ones do I go to first? You know, What are the tax implica- imp- implications? Do I have enough income to get me through retirement? What's inflation going to do? I mean, on and on. This plan, folks, covers from covers everything from A to Z. It's a $1,500 value. It's free to you today if you call or get a hold of us. We're standing by. In fact, I'm standing by on the phone right now. It's 352-616-0511. If you're listening to today's show and maybe some things that Michael have said interest you, maybe you're you're thinking, hey, I, I, I might be in the situation where a reverse mortgage works for me. I might not be in a situation that reverse mortgages work for me. However, what I can tell you is in working with Michael, with several of my clients, just like he said, he can get on the phone with you. He's super knowledgeable. He's been doing this for a long time. He's not going to try to steer you in any direction one way or the other. He could probably talk to you within five minutes and tell you whether or not you're going to be a good fit for this and and walk down that path with you and, 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 and investigate with somebody that's got the experience that Michael has. Be careful uh, about who is out there kind of offering these things and offering information. You know, you can go to the website and get, all, or you can go to the internet and get all kinds of false information. Just, just give Mike a call. Uh, if you can also call us here at take point three five two six one six zero five one one, and we'll start that conversation. I'll get Mike right on the phone. We can do a two way call. Whatever it takes, folks. This show is for you. It's about education. That's why we offer you free books. You know, we offer you free reports. We offer you free retirement planning. We offer you free financial planning. This is your show, folks. It's all about you taking advantage of it and just putting in the time to get a hold of us and give us the data and the information that we need to go to work for you to build out and optimize that stress-free retirement plan for you. And it might just be that looking into a reverse mortgage might make things a whole lot better. I don't know, but we have to investigate it. And the first step is getting a hold of Michael and going through the process to just kind of do that initial investigation to see if, hey, you know what? Okay, maybe maybe I am a good fit for this. Let's let's continue the conversation. And I'm 100% confident that Mr. Forslund is the right guy to call because you know he's worked with my clients in the past and he's never ever tried to say, Say, you know, hey, I definitely think you should do this. In fact, he's told my clients several times, I don't think this is a good fit for you. So you've got to get with somebody that you, can, you like, know, and trust and someone that can answer those questions. And that's Michael Forslund. And, and uh, Mike, one of the things that I've been hearing about too is obviously everybody's panicked about interest rates. Regardless of the whether you're interested in a reverse mortgage or maybe you're out there thinking about selling your home, buying a new home, downsizing, whatever, people are concerned about interest rates. I, I just wanted to pick your brain because you know you're in the industry. Um, you know what are you seeing? I mean, what do you think? Where do you think rates are headed? And 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 you know, should people continue to move forward with their plan? Should they hunker down here and wait for some changes? You know, what what's your opinion on all that? 
Well, you know, we, we get a lot of information from industry uh, insiders uh, here at Fairway. We have a lot of uh, consultants that that study, you know, data and, and try to get an idea of maybe where things are going. I think my personal opinion, I mean, obviously the, th- the days of the 3% interest rate are gone. Uh, be- before COVID, interest rates were around 5%. That's probably a healthy uh, mortgage rate environment. I think everyone would agree. Um, I think uh, we'll probably head that direction and probably uh, maybe in the up, you know, mid to upper fives. But if people are are waiting for the 3% interest rate days, um, unless something happens like COVID again, those days are, are probably, um, again, that was just a 18 months of that. And now we're kind of paying the price on that because the Fed overcorrected and now they're trying to, time, trying to fix that. And so I think well, people need to just know that, you know, you might get five and a half, six percent down the road, but that's not necessarily a guaranteed thing. But that's probably what the realistic expectations is. The question is probably, you know, is that going to be mid to late 24? But if uh, is it is it, it relates to, to reverse mortgages, re- most reverse mortgages, folks will do uh, an adjustable rate. So right now that's you know, mid sevens. But the beauty of that is, is that will go down as the market goes down. And again, you're not paying that interest. It's accruing, but it'll it'll go down as rates go down. So you kind of get the best of both worlds without having to, to refinance that. Loan. So was, in terms of interest rates, I just think people have to have the expectations that we're probably going to be in that five and a half or 6% area, probably uh, you know down the road, it's probably going to be best case scenario. And I think we'll get there, um, but it's just a matter of when. So, yeah, so if the Fed at some point, probably in 2024, uh, if they get the inflation data that they're looking for, because the Fed's been pretty clear about, hey, they don't care about much of anything other than they're just trying to get inflation uh, to a number that they want it to be at, which is, I guess, 2% basically. And so anything above that, they're going to still be kind of ready to pounce and raise rates. In fact, the Fed, folks, this show's recorded. We can't go live for compliance reasons, but we're we're broadcasting or we're, we're recording this show on Wednesday, uh, the 20th of September, and the Fed is meeting today. And the consensus is that they will pause here for a little bit and then maybe raise again in November a quarter a quarter point if they don't see the inflation data coming down to their liking. Uh, they're, they're not concerned about recession. They're not concerned about job growth. They're not concerned about any of that. What they've been explicitly um, clear about is that they want to see inflation uh, come to into a range that they're comfortable with. And it's not quite there yet. It's been heading in the right direction, a positive direction. Uh, but inflation is still there, especially when you factor in oil prices and food price, food prices, you know, potentially another, the markets in general are kind of already poised or priced in another quarter basis point in hike this year. Whether that happens or not, we don't know just yet, but potentially what would happen is once they pause or say they go to like a neutral stance and say, okay, you know, we think we've we've got the rates where we want them to be for now, and we we were seeing you know in, we're seeing inflation coming back to where we'd like it to be. They potentially will then start to lower rates maybe next year or late next year. I mean, that's kind of just a prediction nobody knows. But when they so like when the Fed lowers a quarter point or they raise a quarter point. Is that a one-to-one ratio? Do you see interest rates for mortgages go up a quarter point or is it typically they go up a whole point? I mean, what do you, I mean, what do you kind of see there? Because in a sense, 
what you're saying is, you know, you're, all the data that your company looks at and your researchers are looking at is that, that the Fed is probably going to eventually start lowering rates next year, which would bring mortgage rates down. What, what else? I mean, I guess another thing too is like what, what other factors could bring rates down? Because a lot of times I see and listen to folks and they, you know, they're, oh, I'm not going to buy a home right now. Or I'm not going to do anything. I'm, I'm waiting for rates to come down or I'm waiting for home values to come down. And I tell them, it's like, well, how long are you going to wait? <laughs> do you, do you know, do you have a crystal ball? Like, you know, when rates are going to come down and you know, when home values are going to come down or are you just hoping for that? And I, I don't want people to, you know, impact or make decisions based on the fact that they think, you know, that something's going to happen in the future. How will rates be affected if they lower, if they do start lowering rates next year? Cause what you're saying is you, you think that potentially, and I'm not putting you on the spire, but you think potentially that rates could be a, a, a whole percentage point lower in late 2024, 2025. So should people wait? Should they put their plans on hold? Um, you know, what is your what is your feeling on that? Well, one of the biggest questions I've gotten for 25 years in this industry is when the Fed raises or lowers rates a quarter point, what does that do to mortgage rates? Um, typically, it, it has a small effect, but normally the more the the market really dictates the overall market dictates mortgage rates, so it takes into consideration you know different things like I said, consumer price index, inflation. Um, shelter in place costs, things like that. And typically when the Fed makes a move, the, mar- the mortgage market has kind of already factored that in there. So um, uh, the really right now, the 10 the, the year treasury, typically the, the, the rate on that is about 2% less than where more, one and a half or 2% less than where mortgage rate should be. And right now it's a little over 3%, the gap. So Rates are what we call artificially inflated for for various reasons, and that's why a lot of the experts believe that once that correction takes place, uh, then we'll be probably closer to like 6%. But again, there's other factors. So when somebody sees the Fed raise the rates quarter point, that has to do with your lines of credit, your car loans, things like that, not mortgage rates. So to answer your question, Eric, quarter point increase in two months if the Fed does that or even does that today um, typically has very little effect at that time because the market has already factored in what the Fed is, is, is anticipated doing. They're very slow to react, but they usually give a, uh, an idea what they're going to do in the future. Um, to answer your question about whether people should wait, I mean, if you're in a current home and you're at 3% and you're deciding on, you know, do I want to go buy and, and do something at 7%, that really all depends on you know what your situation is. If you need more room, things like that. But any first-time home buyers that are listening here, the longer you wait, um, the more you're you're just you're not going to you can't save money faster than the cost of homes. We know here, especially in Florida, that there's low inventory. Um, the reason for that is because there's fewer houses than there are buyers, and that means that prices will continue to 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 go up. Will they go up as much as they had in the last three years? Probably not. But they, there will be price increases. So if people are waiting to try to save a point or a point to have an interest rate, that may be washed out in the increase in, in home prices the next year and a half. So if you can afford to buy now, um, I would suggest that you strongly look at that because, again, rents aren't going down um, and uh, you can always refinance. Uh, what, we, what we say in this business is, uh, <clears throat> you know, marry the house and date the rate. And then you can refinance in, 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 in a year and a half or whenever it's appropriate to get a lower payment if you can afford to buy now. But um, to spend $15,000, dollars $30,000 on rent a year, 
if you can afford to buy, I would suggest it. Yeah. And that's a, that brings up another thought. Um, when did, so like, okay. And that's, and that's kind of some advice that I've given folks, particularly those first home buyers, even my, my own kids that are kind of at that age now where they're like getting ready to potentially buy their first home. And, and even, uh, older folks, I hear it all the time, just in passing or chatting They're they're like, well, you know, uh, I'm going to wait for, well, I actually have some friends they're, um, about my age, you know, in their mid fifties and they want to move down from the North and, and retire in Florida. And <laughs> it's funny, not funny, but I remember having a conversation with them about three years ago and um it, it was during covid we were we rented like a vrbo by the water and they came down and we all hung out for a week and it was a blast and they were starting to look for homes and they were um you know oh these are you know this is a little more expensive than we thought and you know and the interest rates were actually good back then too i mean they probably could have got a 30-year mortgage for four or five percent or whatever but um, they were like, oh, we're going to wait. The, the market's too hot. We're going to wait for the, for the house, housing to come back. And I told them, like, I don't think that's going to happen. And here's why. And, you know, I, I, I stay pretty tight to some builders. And I have some clients that are heavily involved in real estate and building spec homes and all this kind of stuff. So I, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but I'm somewhat have my ear to the ground and and I kind of hear what's going on. And, and I kind of told them, I'm like, listen, you know, there's a whole new effect going on right now. Something that we haven't experienced in our country or our lifetime before. And it's called the baby boomers. And they're coming to Florida and they want, they want the sunshine. They want to, you know, retire. That's always been their dream to come to Florida or the Southeast in general. I mean, has exploded North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Texas, Arizona, you know all those retiree states have exploded with growth because they're coming. I think it's like 75, 80 million baby boomers are going to turn 65 in the next year, year and a half. I mean, so these folks are ready to retire. They have, they saved, they have money, they have 401ks and pensions and they, their home, they have equity in their homes up North. And so they're going to sell those and they're ready to come down and they're paying whatever people are asking. And sometimes they're paying even more than what the people are asking. That's still going on from what I understand. But I wanted you to make, we've got about, mm, I think we got about six or seven minutes left in the show. I wanted you to just maybe comment on some of your expertise there and why you think that the market is, is I, I don't think you're going to see any dramatic pullbacks in home values. And I know that Florida has typically always been that boom bust kind of state, you know, and we've seen that historically. But if folks are sitting out there waiting for some type of big uh, uh, recession or big pullback in home values, it's not going to happen. I'm just telling you, I don't think it's going to happen. And just because of some of the things that I read and the data that I looked at, and one of the thing that you mentioned, Mike, was there's just not enough inventory. I think I, I, and maybe you can comment on this. I listened to this one guy on YouTube or whatever, is like a real estate guru. And he kind of broke down the facts and the data pretty nicely. And he was basically bottom line is that we're about 6.5 million homes short. And, and, and to even uh, build new homes, we would have to build 
three times as many homes as we're currently building over the next five years just to even potentially get to that 6.5 million home shortage. So for many reasons, because interest rates have been really low for a while and people are kind of locked into these 30-year mortgages, they're not selling their house either. They're not going to sell their home when they're paying 2 or 3% mortgage to go somewhere else and pay a much higher rate. So that inventory is not coming back on the market. You have the investor market. You know, people are buying up homes and corporations are buying up homes in Florida for the vacationing and the VRBO explosion that's happened. You know, so, um, you know, I don't think home values are coming back. Interest rates are going to be sticky here for a while. And yeah, I think interest rates will come down a bit and then maybe a year or two. But if interest rates come down and home values are still up or going up, you're not saving anything in payment, right? So, um, you know, but what are some of the reasons that you think, or what? Do you, what's your opinion? I just want to know maybe your opinion because you work in the industry every day as to what, where you think home values are headed, particularly in our market and in Florida. Well, I hear all the time, like you said, people say, oh, I'm going to wait for the market to come back. And I always ask, what is your expectation of the market coming back? And I think because a lot of people experienced either as a child, maybe when they were younger, the millennials, they experienced the, the financial crisis of 2008. Back then, Eric, there was 4 million homes for sale in the United States. Today, there's 900,000 homes. That's why property values are not going to, and prices are not going to come down because the inventory is so low. And that's not going to be changing anytime soon because there was about a five-year period in the late 2000s where there wasn't a lot of new construction. So as you just stated, um, the amount of homes that would have to be built to to meet the demand, is is, those numbers are never going to be met. So this is the new norm. This market is the new norm. You know, a $300,000 house isn't going to come back down to 250 like it was two years ago. We may not see that much of appreciation going forward, $50,000 in three years, but you're going to see your normal, you know, the, the, in, the average is 4% a year. One statistic in 75 years of them keeping the data, Eric, there's only been seven years where there hasn't been a pre- national appreciation of homes in this country. And five of those years were in the late 2000s. The other two years were 91 and 92. So not to worry wow. statistics, but that's what I tell buyers. I tell realtors because um, the majority of my business is is uh, first-time home buyers. I do do reverse mortgages, but a lot of my business is first-time home buyers as well. And a lot of people are scared. They're scared of this market. Um, you mentioned having you know your kids are of, of age to buy. And again, if you can't afford to buy, you don't want to get in over your head. But if you can, again, you can always refinance that rate because we don't know where rates are going to go, but there's a pretty good um, indication that Prices are not going to come back for the simple reason of supply and demand. Um, they're just not because, and rents are going to continue to go up. Um, but that's the, 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 we're in a different environment in the crash of 2008 when money was easy to borrow. Lender lending standards were were dropped there for about four or five years, which kind of caused that crisis. But now we're back to where we were previous to that. But the reason that the market, um, as people say, the market's it's going to stay hot because when you only have 900,000 homes for sale versus 4,000 15 years ago, that's the reason. And that number probably isn't going to approve that much because, as you said, builders just can't build homes fast enough. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think the builders were building a ton of homes during that three-year phase of COVID either. No. You know, So that slowed things down. Materials, couldn't get old materials, whatever. But yeah, I just... I, I don't, I, I have to agree. I mean, I think, um, I like your 
opinion is that, hey, go ahead and do what you got to do. And if rates do come down, great, just refinance. And um, what the, you know, when does it make sense, do you think, to refinance where the costs aren't you know, prohibitive? In other words, should you, if you can get a one interest rate, one percentage point lower, does it, does, is that a good catalyst to refinance? If you're just saving 1%, let's say you get a 7% loan and all of a sudden a year from now, you could get a 6% loan. Does it, does it make sense to refinance there just for a different, for 1% or what are your It all depends on your balance. The higher your balance, um, the more of effect 1% will have. Um, 1% rules is pretty good, but typically you want to have at least a two or a 250 mortgage because if you're below that, sometimes the, the, the costs don't justify the means because you want to be able to recoup those closing costs back in about a two or three year period in, in the savings of your, of your mortgage. If you are going to refinance, this is usually kind of the, the what we, we, we tell people to do in the industry. Don't, don't refinance to save 50 bucks if it's going to take you eight years to make back those costs that you're rolling back into your loan. Right. And, you, and you're happy to help talk people through that. I'm yeah. sure you would tell them like, hey, you know, this, this doesn't make sense, you know, or no, this, look how much money you're going to save. This totally. When rates sense. were, uh, when we were in that low rate during, during COVID, Eric, I probably told twice as many people as I refinanced that, hey, this, this isn't going to make sense for you to save a hundred dollars, but it's going to, you're going to have to roll $6,000 into your, it's going to take you this long to make it back. And how long do you plan on being in the house? Oh, probably not that much longer. So it's just a case by case case thing, but we know rates will come down. So if you can afford to buy now, I, I, I stress that all the time. If someone can afford to buy now, you need to be out there looking with your realtor, trying to find something. Don't, don't put it on the back burner because it's, um, and when rates do drop, Eric, when they, when they do make drop, hopefully drop maybe a point or so, there's going to be a big rush of all the people who have been sitting on the sidelines who probably haven't, shouldn't have been waiting. They're going to rush back in. And so now you're going to have you know, 10, 12 offers on every house, it's going to be harder to find something because you're going to have a lot more competition with fellow buyers. Man, that's a great point. I mean, you have brought up about 10 great points in today's show. And um, how long have you been doing this, Michael? Uh, since 1995. Been, All right. So, so you've been doing this for a while and uh, we like you, we know you, and we trust you. And um, that's super important, folks. You know, take point wealth, um, you know, we, we recommend and, and refer our clients to Mike whenever these situations arise. And Mike, we got to wrap up and I'm so glad you came on today's show. I definitely want to have you back at some point in time. Unfortunately, you know, an hour long show, I, we, we can't answer all questions, but once again, just share your information and your contact information for our listeners. We got to wrap up here, but folks, if you have any questions about mortgages, and I know we kind of emphasize reverse mortgages today and how that could potentially help you to and through retirement, but you've got to start with just taking the first step and that's just calling and asking some questions and entertaining the thought of it. Don't get your information from your neighbor. Don't get information from Google. Get your information from an expert that's been in the industry since 1995 doing this all day long, every day. And by the way, take point would not associate ourselves with anybody that doesn't do it the right way and the honest way and takes care of our clients. So Michael, thank you so much for being on the show today. Let's wrap up and just, um, you know, share some, share your uh, contact information with us once again, 
and hopefully folks will reach out to you and, and ask some ask some questions about reverse mortgages. Yeah, the easiest way to get a hold of me is 850-980-4400. Thank you for, for having me, Eric. And again, with reverse mortgages, um, again, there's a lot of misperceptions. Like Eric said, you know, your neighbor, Google, um, a lot of things have changed in the last 10 years. Um, I wasn't doing reverses 10 years ago, but I, I have been doing them um, for several years uh, since. And uh, like I said, I just something to talk about. We can overcome um, misconceptions you may have because, again, they're out there. You may hear about them, but a lot of those have been put to bed because of the changes FHA made. But be glad to, to answer any questions on, on regular mortgages as well. Again, Michael Forslund with Fairway Mortgage, 850-980-4400. And thank you again for having me here. Thank you so much. Unfortunately, folks, we've got to go. Mike, thanks for being on the show. We've run out of time. Folks, thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement Radio. This is your show. This is about your education. We're here to help you. Uh, free books, call us, get a hold of us on takepointwealth.com. And if you've got questions about a reverse mortgage, get a hold of us today. And once again, thanks for listening to the show. You guys have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to Take Point on Retirement. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit TakePointOnRetirement.com or pick up the phone and call 352-616-0511. That's 352-616-0511. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and TakePoint Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. 